Hi there, my name's Thomas Lancaster from Birmingham City University and we've come to the end of the line here with podcast number eight, the advanced techniques in the professional online presences for students series of podcasts. I hope you've been following all the way through this series because these advanced techniques really do build upon the information I provided to you in the earlier podcasts when you've set up a whole series of different sites which we call your professional online presence including social media sites but led by one main website which will contain your blog and you've looked at ways about creating content for those sites keeping them very up to date and presenting yourself using strong text telling everyone about what you can do so you're really ready for employability in this final podcast, I want to share with you a few techniques which I consider more advanced. You're not going to want to do all of these. You're going to want to listen to some of these and then just use this as a starting point to go and find out more about the technique because the level of detail I'm going to go into is just to start you off. And it's when you show you can go a bit further, then you're really demonstrating how employable you are and answering the so what question so you stand out from all the other people who've done the minimum or done just enough to get by. First of all, I want you to think about all the different information that's posted on the internet every day including information that's about you and to go and set up some monitoring about yourself. Now, monitoring could be you go into Google every day you type in your name, you say, look at pages changed in the last 24 hours, and you see what's been said. And if something bad has appeared about you, and people do post bad things about other people for no obvious reason, you look at how you can get it removed, or how you can get it moved above you. So that you get all the good stuff appearing above the bad stuff so people don't know about it. But if it's something somebody has posted that's good about you, maybe you've been mentioned in a news story, you want then to let everyone know about it, you want to tweet about it, you want to post it on your blog, you want to take a press cutting of the newspapers, you want to know everything that's going on. Well, it is a bit tedious to go and monitor every day, as important as it is. So, a slightly better way to do this is what's called a Google Alert. So go into Google, find a Google Alert, and you just set up there, you say, I want an email every time something new appears with this term in and it might be your name or you say I want a summary email every 24 hours if you've got a really popular name and you don't want to go through everything maybe do it that way Google Alerts is quite handy anyway because you may be interested in a very particular company to work for a very particular field then you can also use this and say okay I want an update every time there's a, a news story on this company because it gives you something you can write about, you can find out more about what's going on in that field as well and you can look for opportunities. Now Google Alerts will only give you back public information, so if somebody's made a post about you on Facebook then and it's not something that Google's got access to then yes all the friends will know about it and other people may know about it but it may not appear on Google. It certainly won't look at stuff that's inside private forums. So if there's a forum you've got to be logged in to read it and Google can't get access to it, then you'll have to just keep a bit of an eye open on that forum yourself. There's a whole related area to this called social influence monitoring. I want to say what impact do you have on different fields? And a great tool to look at how you're perceived on the wider web is called Clout. K L O U T dot com. 
and it will monitor influence across sites such as Facebook, Google+, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. It will also show you the people who are influencing. Well, that tends to be, for instance, on Twitter, the people who've mentioned you. And that's great, because if you're influencing somebody, then they're people you should be networking with. They're people you can keep in contact with. It also shows it's influencing you, which hopefully will be the kind of companies you want to work for and the field you want to go into. Another useful site to look at is repler.com, R-E-P-P-L-E-R.com, because that will use some textual analysis to show how you're perceived, and it will help you to pick out questionable content there. It will also show you some statistics, even the type of sites you're liking on Facebook. So again, it's quite valuable. If you find it's not what you expect, you can take measures to try and correct that. The other big area you need to be thinking about in these advanced techniques is how you're going to demonstrate your expertise because experts are the people who get the best jobs. Everybody wants to be positioned as an expert if they want to move into a high-flying career. An expert is somebody who looks knowledgeable on a lot of things. Or, I think a better way to present it is somebody who appears more knowledgeable than a lot of other people. And I've got three advanced techniques you can use to present yourself as an expert. And I will just stress, you may not really be the biggest expert in the world, but as long as people think you are, then that's valuable. And people often don't know much difference. Strategy number one to demonstrate expertise is to create a website on a subject you want to be an expert in. So it's not a personal website, it's not your professional online presence, it's not about you, but it's about a particular subject. So it may be an area you want to work in, it may be an area you know about, which relates loosely to work, it may be a career. So for instance, you want to become a web developer, maybe you register the domain name webdevelopmenttechniques.com that's not a real site, or at least it wasn't at the time I recorded this podcast. And you've put up a lot of good quality information. You use the same techniques to create information as for your own professional presence. You use the same promotional techniques for it. But, of course, you do mention in your professional presence that uh, I also run this popular high-powered site as well. And that's really powerful as well. There are a related strategy is all these people who've put together uh, powerful sites which aren't particularly about a subject, but they've got a lot of national and international publicity because they're just different. And you may need some help to put these together if you've not got web development expertise, or you may need a good business plan. But they're things like milliondollarhomepage.com, somebody who's sold a, um, a million... Uh, small parts of one page at I think it was a dollar a time and made some money out of that but he got such a lot of publicity for doing something different um, buymyface.com I remember this was some students who were selling advertising on their face people would send their advert it be written on their face for a day and they'll get charged for it they would then wash it off at night then think about they got a lot of publicity for that as well as making some money for it and one of my personal favourites, I want to draw a cat for you. dot com. Uh, this guy who will just go and draw a picture of a cat for a, I think it was a few dollars a time, but with various other ways, but got no end of publicity for setting up this simple site. So come up with a memorable site. You'll get press and publicity. Anything you can do to get 
press and publicity about yourself really demonstrates yourself as an expert. There are lots of other techniques you can use to get publicity, but these are some important ones. And the final strategy that I think is important or is useful, and I've known very few students to ever do this, but it does work, is to publish a book. Write a book with your name on it on a particular subject. As soon as that book is written and it's printed, people can hold it in their hands, it's on paper, you are immediately an expert. That is a lot of evidence. A book is evidence. And a book doesn't need to be really thick. A book could be 50 pages long. It's still enough there to show how important you are and what you've done. And this is when you can combine some of the other techniques we've already talked about because a book doesn't have to be written from scratch. You could publish a book which included your 20 best blog posts. That would be a valid book. Uh, even better if there are 20 best blog posts on a particular subject, so you could say what the subject was and you could then say, I'm an expert in this subject, and you can see, because here's my book which is published about it, it doesn't mean a lot of people read the book, but just by the very nature of that book being out there, it's something quite different to go on a CV to talk about at an interview, but it just shows what you can do. How do you publish this book? Well, there are print-on-demand services. One of the best-known ones is Amazon CreateSpace. Another one is called Lulu, L-U-L-U. -L -U. And these just print off one copy at a time. Essentially, they use something like laser printers, cut them all to size, glue them together, you've got a book. But because you're printing them one at a time, they can be produced very cheaply. And you only need to present what print one. Uh, if it's there and visible, take some photos of it, show what you've done. By all means, use all these other techniques about your book. Create a video showing your book. You can even set up a website about your book. Think how powerful that is. Create a blog post about your book. Combine all these different techniques together. This is where all the social media marketing opportunities become quite advanced, but I think if you're one of those students out there, you put together, you compile a book, it could be written fresh, it could be based around things you've already written, then you will stand out completely from what everyone else is doing. And if you want, put out a press release. Say, I've written this book, student writes a book, you may even get on the local radio stations or somewhere. How powerful is all of that? What I want you to take away from this advanced podcast, the final podcast in the Professional Online Presences for Students series from Thomas Lancaster, is that you need to think outside the box. These different techniques build upon your own professional online presence so you really stand out. So few people will do this. So few people will know to set up their own website. So few people will be able to compile or write a book. And even fewer people will be able to market that and present that and then include that on a CV, include that in the main professional online presence, published author. Monitor all the information that's posted about you just in case there's any bad stuff, but then you can take full advantage of all the really good stuff. And if you do start to use these personal marketing techniques on yourself, there will be a lot of good stuff posted about you and you'll be moving towards a rich and fulfilling career. I've really enjoyed producing this series of podcasts for you based on my experience as a long-term senior lecturer, teacher, senior fellow of the Higher Education Academy and professional who does help my students to develop professional online presences and to market themselves online. I hope you get as much out of it as I've done. 
I really wish you well as you start to move towards your career. Thanks again for joining me, Thomas Lancaster from Birmingham City University, and continued good fortune with the development of your professional online presences.